G'day trendsetters, welcome to episode triple five of the Transmove podcast. My name is Tim Meg, and if you have a question for the show, jump on through to the website trainsmooth.com or send me through an email, tim at trainsmooth.com. Now, a lot has been happening in my little world since the last podcast. I've uh, a little bit on the injured side of things. My Achilles has um, decided to pack it in. It, It wants no more of running at the moment. It's it's the craziest, it's an unexplainable thing, really, what's happened. About three or four weeks before I did an Ironman, um, I was going for a run, and um, I was running in shoes that I wouldn't normally run in on my long runs. Um, because I've been getting a, a during that build-up to my Ironman, I had a lot of little niggling injuries, so a lot of my long runs I did in um, shoes that took a lot of the peak force off um, off my run, uh, mostly around my knee. I was um, nursing, nursing that, so a lot of my long runs were in Nike, Nike Invincibles. And I, I, was, I think it might have been like a week and a half, two weeks, where I've had zero issues at all. And so, and all my shorter, hard runs were in these, um, I forget the model it's called, Mizuno's. Um, they're a harder shoe. I like them. And so I thought, oh, I'm going to, you know, I, I was going out for, I had this work, this particular week, I had two 20-mile runs to do. And so I, I, I thought, oh, I'm going to do one of them in, my, in, in the harder shoes to, you know, to harden up the legs a little. You just get the joints and everything else used to it so i'm off you know tucking along and about the 15 k's into it my achilles i felt my achilles and i went all right and i and i shut it right down and walked walked home a nice six or seven k walk home and um i i chopped the volume out of the rest of that week with the running but um but it, it was all okay Zero issues, and I've been since I partially tore my Achilles over a year ago. I've been very, I've been on it constantly. Um, so always paranoid, but always pretending like it's a full-blown injury, always rehabbing it, so to speak. And so anyway, zero issues um, after that. Um, all my runs were okay after that. Run during the Ironman was okay. Um, when it comes to the Achilles side of it. Five days after Ironman, I'm you know I hadn't done any exercise or anything. I'm just simply walking across a road, and um, I felt my Achilles this sharp pain in my Achilles. I went whoa halfway in the road, so I just stopped instantly, which you know not the safest thing to do. But uh, and I shortened up my little steps and I waddled off like a little penguin, and it it was unusually sore. For a day, the very anyway, the next day came good. Um, so I think it was like that. Was, that happened on the Friday after the Ironman. On the Wednesday, the next week, I go for a trail run. First run, I was worried. Oh, come on, Achilles, I haven't felt you since, but come on, you know, fair go, buddy. Go for a trail run. Zero issues. I thought, you beauty. It was just probably probably just something, and I and I'm overthinking it because sometimes I can get these. Um, pains in um, behind the Achilles. It's like a little plate there. Um, I can get pains there if I do too much kicking in, in swimming, or um, generally when I, th- I do a lot of kicking in the swimming, I, I get pains there, and they can come across like crap. I've got an Achilles pains when it's not, but it just feels kind of like that. And even though I hadn't been swimming, I thought, oh, maybe it's something there. 
I go for um, my second run on the Friday, two days after my f- first run back. And again, it trips the trail run. I get 700 metres in and my Achilles goes. And this is definitely Achilles pains, 100%, no doubt. I'm waddling back to the car and I'm getting Achilles pains every few steps. And this happened, you know, it came good and then I get more Achilles pains, the you know, the next morning. And so it's not looking good for the old Achilles. So, which is very, very disappointing because this week here was supposed to be my first week of track running sessions because I really wanted to put in... Um, this, you know, I mentioned in one of the recent podcasts my goals for the next year, and one of them is you know it's pretty well all based around running and seeing how fast I can get. In particular, in sixteen weeks' time, I want to see how fast I can get over ten kilometres. So that's all been looks like you know that's all been chucked out the window. Um, maybe I might be running unrestricted in sixteen weeks. Maybe not. I'm not sure yet. Pretty early, but. Oh, you know, I'm just wandering around a bit lost in my head, so to speak. Thinking, oh, what am I going to do now? You know, well, let, let's just all focus on the swim and the bike, ready for seventy point three Tassie, because um, it's the bike course there. It's a thousand meters of elevation, and I'd love to do that in under two and a half hours. So there's a fair bit of work to be done on the bike. So I thought, all right, well, let's get stuck on the, on this bike over the next, you know, however long. And let's let's focus with swimming. Let's focus. To, I was going to do a, the next four weeks really focus purely on distance per stroke, and then the week after, and then the next two blocks after that, four week blocks after that, I was going to focus purely on cadence at that distance per stroke. So that's kind of where I was heading at in my little head. But you know, you think you, you're a little bit lost. You think oh, I don't want to do any of that. But anyway, I'll do it. I'm, I'm going for a bit of a spin on the bike, and I'm thinking, uh, no, sorry, I was looking at, um, I started analysing all my power files and stuff like that on Ironman Cairns, because I hadn't done it yet, and I'm just diving into it, and I'm looking at my um, power curve, and I'm and I'm looking at my hour of power, and I'm thinking, that's not that impressive, that hour of power. You know, for, you know, back it up. Forty minutes is really good. Thirty minutes, because a lot of my intervals I I ever do are generally anywhere between fifteen minutes to forty minutes. Um, there's obviously much shorter ones, and but they generally chop at stop at forty minute efforts. And so up until forty, fifty minutes, they look good, but then it drops down real hard and fast. I'm thinking. Maybe I might beat that, you know, in two, three weeks' time, I reckon I can take that hour of power out, increase that, and then I was going for a run, thinking, well, what happened if you really trained for this hour, you know, and see how high, high you can get that hour over the next 12 weeks, 16 weeks, and, like, really just focus in on, on making the high, highest hour power you can do. And then, that, you know, you think, and then you go, you start, head starts rabbling thinking because you start getting excited think well what would that look like you think well i could do it on zwift and you know do this do that what would a session look like and then you and then all of a sudden before i know it i'm there thinking well why don't i do it on a bellodromes because not only is power very much at play but aerodynamics comes into it as well and you know because if i'm just doing it on zwift i can just sit up and try and crank out the most amount of power as as i can for that one hour but if it's 
actually on the velodrome and I'm just spinning around in circles, getting really dizzy, I've got, got to be aerodynamic or you're just going to lose um, time as well. Well, but you know, not time for an hour, but um, you're going to lose distance. So then I'm thinking, well, how far could I get? And so I've decided um, I'm definitely not marked in on a date, but I'm thinking something like about 12 to 14 weeks' time going out on the velodrome and just spinning it. And I'm just started mocking out what would a training week look like for something like that? How can I? Um, and, and I've got all of a sudden, for the first time since, you know, a little while, I'm really excited that this is, oh, God, this is, you know, I'd have to do this. I've already, you know, one thing I've been wanting to do for ages is change my time trial position. But I wanted to make sure, I wanted to do it after Ironman. I didn't want to do it and then get 120Ks into an Ironman and couldn't hold that position anymore and go, bloody, what did you just do? You should have stayed in that other position. But now I know I can hold that position, the, my old position for an Ironman. Well, let's get a little bit more aggressive. So I've changed my position slightly, well, changed, you know, moved the saddle position slightly. I, I'm um, more in and aggressive in the front end. Um... Um, um, what else did I do? So I played around with that. I did an FTP test the other day. That was, you know, I didn't think I would lose much, if any. Um, you, when it comes to peak fitness, you can lose peak fitness really, really, really fast. And But your general fitness, you, it takes a while. So I didn't think I was going to lose any anything at all on an FTP test. So I did an FTP test. Turns out I was wrong. I lost two watts. Um, so it was, that wasn't too bad and so I'm now um, just what would I marked out mocked out what would a training you know block look like if you're trying to go for um, an hour record and then um, I thought well what are the pros doing and so today I jumped on and I looked at um, oh what's his name um, Alex Dowsett and had a look at his training program for what he did for his hour record attempt, and it's kind of in the same thought pattern. So that was pretty cool um, that my mind's in the right direction. So I'm going to start heading into that direction where in generally 12 to 14 weeks, I was telling my son about it too, I said, oh, you know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and, you know, I'll start off at this sort of interval, and I'll, you know, do these and that, and and, and I go, he goes, well, when are you doing it, you have to make sure, you know, you, I'll be there, and I go, well, it's going to be in 12 to, um, 12, 14 weeks thereabouts, but I was just going to do it in the middle of um, school, school time, so I'm not harassed at the um, velodrome by, you know, little turds. And he goes, well, I'm going to have to have the day off then. <laughs> and why? I was just going to turn up, spin a few laps for a warm-up, hit my lap button, ride to solid for an hour, and hit my lap button and cool down for a few laps and then call it a day. Well, I'm going to at least, at least need half a day off, I am. So he's, he's trying to use me as a vehicle to get out of school. But, yeah, this, that, that's the thing I... I something I never thought I'd be remotely interested in but all of a sudden my head can't stop thinking of it and I um, think well now what what sort of tires am I going to need for this and am I going to should I use a proper cycling skin suit if I am well then I better better buy one because I haven't got a proper cycling skin suit um, I've got a triathlon one and um, so my mind's just spinning left right and center and I'm excited 
But anyway, um, oh, stress. I didn't realise I gibbered for that long. It's almost 12 minutes. Um, I better get on to it. Um, I've got a question come from Alec, who sent his question through to tim at trainsmove.com. But you, didn't, you don't need to send me that email because you can just jump on through to the website at trainsmove.com. Alec Wright, I'm doing my first 70.3 in Melbourne in November. I'm doing it on my giant TCR. My question is, a TT bike more beneficial? Uh, and the second question is, should I, should I have a bike computer for race day due to being winter? I'm doing a lot of indoor riding hooked up on Zwift and have the data there now and how important is it on race day? These are really good questions. So it depends greatly on your goal. How do you see yourself finishing on, on race day? Where do you want to see yourself finishing? And then you, is it just to finish the race? Because um, you can do it on your road bike, you can do it on a mountain bike um you don't need you know you just got to make sure you have enough um fuel to get you to the finishing line um but is is your goal to um do well in your age group is your goal to win the win the entire race is your goal just to hit a certain time so whatever your goal is on race day you you've got that as a marker then you look at where you where you are right at this moment, and then you can you got that performance gap there. You can start working out how you breach that um, you breach that gap, so you can start penciling your way in. Now, if you're trying to, um, let's say you're trying to qualify for the seventy point three world championships, you're you're going to be up against a lot of people with a lot of resources. Um, financially so they've generally got the best equipment money can buy and generally uh, resources with available training hours most for the most part you're you're up against these people so you have to start looking at how can you you know compete with that if money's not a you know money's not an option it's tight um, right. Well, how how are you going to? You know, they're they're on ten, fifteen thousand dollar bikes, um, and you've got a got a road bike. So how can you optimize that road bike? You know, that's that. You've got to start looking at everything like that. That's if that that's your goal. Um, if your goal's just to let's say you want to do a five hour or five and a half hour Ironman, and so you did, and you don't, you know, you know, you have to do a lot of work to get to that. Let's just for argument's sake. Um, the difference between a road bike and a time trial bike, um, it it you it's faster. A time trial bike um, is going to be. Uh, I'm only plucking a number out here, but but I I would imagine. Um, let's say you had a road bike that was dialed in for aerodynamics. You had a T um, aero bars on it. Um, you're properly fitted for that. Um, because just sticking clip-on bars onto a normal road bike and doing nothing else isn't really that beneficial. Um, you, you, your seat position needs to change um, as, as well. So let's just say you optimise. You, you could be five minutes faster if you, both bikes are fully optimised. 
then a time trial bike. A time trial bike might be like five minutes faster. If you're not fully optimized on the road bike, it could be like 15 minutes faster for a 70.3. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, bike computers, I'll... It depends what you're running on that bike computer. Is it is it just you know you want um, if you got a power meter? Obviously, your bike computer is going to be beneficial by a long shot, so you can see the power that's that you're putting out, and you can train to power. You can race to power. You're already looking at the power on Zwift, um, so that becomes benef- very beneficial. If you just want a bike computer w- without a power meter, you might want to be looking at heart rate. If not, you want to um, look at the distance so you can uh, mentally break the course down. That that can be huge. Um, we're not talking about a lot of money too, if, especially if you jump onto the Facebook Marketplace. Um, it's you but look for cheap ones. Second, you see them secondhand all the time. Buy computers, Garmin's. That they're, they're they're ten years old, but they still work perfect. Um, you know, fifty dollars, hundred dollars. They're not that expensive. Um, and and they'll do the trick just nicely. They'll g- give you all the data you need, and then as you progress into the sport, let's say you haven't got a power meter now, but but you buy a, um, an eighty dollar or a hundred dollar secondhand Garmin for the bike, um, late, and then a year's time you buy a power meter. Well, then that can connect to your Garmin, um, so you don't need to spend a lot on it. Um, but you 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 start thinking, what are you wanting for? What do you want? out of the sport uh where do you see yourself in a year or two's time and you just start heading in towards that direction um so i'm not sure if i fully answered your question properly but um training indoors that's going to be all good um as soon as the weather's out um gets a little bit better i'd be spending some time out in the um real world Melbourne's flattish, so spending as much time aero as you you can. So let's say you don't have um, clip-on bars and it's just purely a road bike, just staying down on the hoods, um, just getting your body used to that instead of just sitting up constantly because as you're um, going, you know, you want to be aerodynamic as possible for, 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 the, for the race, even if it's just to finish. You want to finish a little bit quicker than you normally would or normally, you know, could. By sitting up, just so you can, you know, enjoy the, enjoy the finishing line a little bit f- sooner than than you would. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's good stuff. It's uh, it's an addictive sport. I hope that helps, mate. All the best, and I will, uh, you know, talk to you soon. <laughs> um, I haven't really got an out, so. Trainsmove.com is where you want to be heading for your questions. Until next episode, hooroo.